Hey guys, what's up, what's up, what's up, Al? Welcome to season three, episode one of Girl Spot. Today we are talking about something new to me, um, endometriosis. I've been posting about it all day, but I decided to just jump right in and discuss it and talk about it a little bit and just part my journey to bring an awareness to it. But before we hop into the topic of the day, guys, welcome to <laughs> welcome to day whatever it is of quarantine. I don't even know what day we are on. Like seriously, I've lost count. I know that I came back from Texas and we were First of all, by the time I got back from Texas, there was no groceries in the store. Like, literally, no groceries in the store. I was gone for like a month, and there was nothing in the store. Literally, it was it was empty. I was shocked. I was just in awe that we had no food in the store. So I've been going in increments, and people are like, stay home, buy what you need. Stock up like it's a hurricane coming or whatever the case may be. And it's like, at the rate this is going, we damn need to stock up like it's the freaking apocalypse. Because I'm telling you, you go to the store and you just get a little bit of stuff, a little bit of stuff here and there. When you find something that's like, oh, shit, they got water. Let me get some water. You don't even give a shit what type of water it is at this point. It's just like, I just need the essentials. For sure, for sure. All we need is the essentials. And... I didn't cook, y'all. Let me tell you, I didn't cook for 30 days. And anybody knows me, don't let the size fool you, baby, because I can cook my ass off, okay? I get down in the kitchen, whether people want to believe it, because a lot of times people had this stigma that slim chicks, I don't like the word skinny, don't call me skinny. I ain't skinny no more or slim no more. But I don't like the word slim. But a lot of times people feel like slim women can't cook. And that ain't the truth, guys. We can cook. Like, I can cook. I know without a shadow of a doubt, I can hang with the best of them. Now, don't you ask me to bake shit unless it's a macaroni and cheese because I don't like to bake. But if you're talking about throwing something on the grill, you're talking about cooking a meal, I got you. I ain't in the super southern shit, but I got you. So, I didn't cook for 30 days. 30 days, I ate out. I ate at the facility I was at. Like, that's just what it was. And I get back home and I'm like, oh my God, my kids, I got to cook my kids. But hell, I got to remember 30 days, they didn't have a whole lot of home cooking. They was eating a lot like me. So now I'm cooking and nobody's eating and I'm getting freaking pissed off because I'm like, wait a minute now, I'm wasting my money. We in quarantine. Y'all can't be having me cooking. And there is no eating. Like, I don't understand why y'all not eating the food that I'm cooking. So, today I decided I don't give a damn. I'm cooking something I want to eat. And I've been craving some seafood mac and cheese. Like, I ain't never, I had lobster mac and cheese last summer at an event I went to. Um, and it was good. Like, I, I like lobster, but it's a little chewy for me. But, um, I made it. I just it was just my first time, so I, I made crab 
mac and cheese. And it, it's pretty good. I didn't have Obey. Y'all, I went to Harris Cita and they're out of Obey season. So I was like, they ain't got no Obey. So I had to improvise. I was like, let me put my cooking hat on for me and my culinary hat. And I decided that I was gonna, I bought some something that I consider was close to Obey. And it's really good. I wish I, I'm gonna be honest, I wish I would have dumped hella season in it. But I didn't want to overdo it. So, but it was good. It was good. It's it's good because I can cook. So that's why it's good because I can cook. So anyway, um, you, I did find a recipe on YouTube, and just like the girls say, everybody like want to bring their grandma mac and cheese. Okay, your grandma made dope mac and cheese. We get it, but don't act like because we ain't cooking away your grandma cooking it, this shit ain't good. It's still good. So anyway, but. What, what, what are y'all doing in the quarantine? What do y'all have going on? What are you doing to stay sane? I've been struggling, to be honest with you. Y'all, I am dehydrated like hell. What are y'all doing to stay hydrated? What are you doing to stay sane? <laughs> what are you doing to stay sane? What are you doing to... Keep from going crazy because I find myself, I found myself tripping. Like I feel like I was about to slip into depression because just stressing about. Oh my god, I need a face because every day is something. Today you need gloves. Tomorrow you need a face mask. Today we need to stay home. Tomorrow, today we need to stay home. Tomorrow. We don't even need to go outside our house. Like, I just don't, you just don't know what the hell to expect. So it's stressful as hell when you don't know what to expect. When you attempt to do everything right, but in the, um, they keep changing the, the mark, guys. Like, they keep changing the rules. That's what I'm trying to say. Every day is a new rule. And it's, it's enough to make you crazy, but you have to understand that some of this is controlled by the media. Like, for real. You got to take it serious. I'm not saying don't take it serious. But at the same time, and you have to be smart about it, but at the same time, you have to Take what you feel is necessary. Do what you feel is necessary versus being like, oh, my God, I'm just never going to go outside. Oh, my God. I'm... Because that will, that shit will have you nutty as hell, for real. And I have, I found myself up one night like, oh, my God, I let my kids go outside. In my mind, it was just playing over and over. And I was like, the next day, I meditated. I prayed about it. I'm like, uh-uh, we ain't about to let that happen. We not about to go crazy because I'm around my kids crazy. If I go crazy, they ain't gonna go outside. They gonna be pissed off at me. So we have to take the information they're giving us and pray about everything. That's all I can say you do. Meditate on it. Pray. Just do what you need to do just to get through it. Before we know it, we're gonna be talking. Next year, gonna be here. We're gonna be talking about COVID-19 was crazy and we're going to be over. That's exactly what I'm claiming. I'm naming and claiming that COVID-19 is going to be a thing of the past before we know it. That's a fact. That is a fact. That is a fact. What are y'all watching during the quarantine? The Tiger King just took over. Then um, All-American took over. Uh, 
I like docuseries, guys. I'll watch any docuseries. My latest one was at the Dirty Money. My next one was Murder Mountain. Watch Murder Mountain and report back. Watch Murder Mountain and then I report back. So let's get into the topic. I'm kind of stalling about getting into the topic because I'm kind of nervous. I'm just going to keep it real. But I'm going to just hop into it. And just, this is going to be um, season three, episode one. So we're going to talk about endometriosis. So let's see. I'm going to give you guys the... I'm going to plot the handy tansy. I've had. So let's see. Y'all see I had my recipe up. I found my recipes. Can't see it. But anyway, look, let's get. So what is endometriosis? It is Often a painful disorder in which tissue similar to the tissue that normally lines the inside of your uterus, the endometrium, the endometrium grows outside of the uterus. So I was thrust into this world, guys, but I beat cancer, so I'm the perfect woman for a job, okay? I didn't want the job. I didn't apply for the job. But nonetheless, I'm the perfect one for the job. So it's a whole lot to this. It's a whole lot to this series. A whole lot. So we're going to unpack it each week. We might unpack it twice a week, guys, until we get it all unpacked. And these are my views. These are my opinions. This is my accounts. And that's just simply what it is. I'm just giving you the information. I'm telling you how I feel about it. I'm telling you firsthand experiences, what I've heard other people experience. So please, please do not be offended because I don't, I, I, I come in peace and love and happiness. So please don't be offended by anything that I say. Um, I don't need anybody fact-checking me because these are my accounts, okay? So, anybody that knows me knows that I own a business, and I believe in y'all esteeming. I believe in y'all esteeming. I believe in y'all esteeming when I'm 100. I'll still be sleeping in my vagina, even if I have to lay in the bed and somebody put herbs and steam me with a freaking clothing steam or some type of contraption we done created okay this is we're, we're gonna be really far out there so they're gonna create a contraption where i can just lay back throw my legs up herbs in the thing and they just steam it just to keep everything good okay until i leave it all right so i love any steaming um any of my clients will tell you that i never tell my clients that they, I never tell my clients that you understand is a tell all be all. I never say that. I let my clients know straight up and down. You got to have a better diet. Um, it's going to give you some great benefits, but you're going to get the best, 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 best benefits of it. When you're eating healthy, when you're drinking more water, 
um, when you're reducing the amount of meat that you intake and you are more on a plant-based diet, that's when you're going to really, really reap the benefits of Yoni Steaming. That's what it is. People don't want to believe it, but some, pe some, people will some people will tell you, will not tell you that. I'm not even going to get into what they tell you. They just won't tell you that you have to eat healthy, drink water, drink, eat plenty of fruits, eat plenty of vegetables, more so lean toward the plant-based lifestyle. That's pretty much what is going to give you the best results with Yoni Steaming. You're still going to get great results. You are, but... When you're dealing with certain things, you want, when you're dealing with certain things, you have to take certain measures. I also believe in incorporating Western medicine with holistic medicine, uh, combining that, figuring out a balance, whatever works for you. That's just how I feel. Um, I never tell my clients that you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that. I feel like you should do what's best for you. That's how I personally feel. Um, now, I've had ladies who steam who have endometriosis and they have terrible periods. And after steaming, their periods are a lot better. That it works and it works. I'm not telling you it doesn't. Um, I a lot better. Um, they feel a lot better. They experience um, great results. You know, they come back, they report back. My period was the best it's ever been. You know, I'm not passing these heavy clots. My period has bright red blood. I'm not PMSing as much. I'm not PMSing at all. Um, my period wasn't as long. Like, the benefits are endless, okay? That's the natural method that I choose to use um, I never make any promises to my clients that Yoni Steaming is going to remove anything out of your body. You're going to purge anything out of your body. I just don't tell people that because everybody's experience is going to be different. You got people that are not going to steam consistently and all that Jimmy Jazz. So now that I got all that disclaimer out of the way, let's get to the situation. So I was thrust into this whole endometriosis world. And um, at the time that I was diagnosed, okay, so let's take it back to 2017 when I started steaming. I started eating, I started a plant-based diet because I was dealing with a lot of stomach pain, a lot of stomach pain. And um, I want to write this down for the people who don't want to hear all the extra. <laughs> Let's see. We gonna say 15 minutes in. Hold on, y'all. Oh, okay, Google skip. No. We were trying to keep it upbeat, but we ain't that upbeat. Okay. So anyway, long story short. Um, so I started eating a plant-based diet after my 39th birthday. I was like, I'm not eating. Okay. Google play. 
Google said, girl. Okay, Google, play. Girl. Anyway. According to Wikipedia, Playgirl is an American. Uh, uh, uh. She disrespectful. I did not ask her who. I did not ask her who Playgirl was. Google is out of all the way control. Look, Apple Music ain't never let us down, y'all. Hold on. We got this. We got this. Okay, there she go. Google done gave us the whole damn deal. Tell us the whole thing about Playgirl. Oh, no, honey, we wasn't asking you that. But anyway, so um, I started eating better, and um, I started yoni steaming roughly about the same time. I went plant based. I started eating better, and all of my symptoms of pain went away. Just went away. I was good. For over a year, I was good. Well, next thing you know, 2019 rolls around. No, I started plant-based about 2018. So I started steaming in 17. Let me correct that. So I steaming in 17, 18, roll around, I went plant-based. When I turned 40, the plant-based lifestyle went out, but I continued to on these steam. Fast forward to 20, January of roughly about December 19, going into 20, I started experiencing a lot of bloating, a lot of pain in my stomach again. I'm like, damn, you know, automatically it's that damn meat. I already know what it is. It's the meat. So um, it's e it's not as easy to go back plant-based once you... Uh, backslide, honey. It ain't it ain't easy. It ain't easy, but it's coming. So I start having all this pain, and I'm my stomach is I look six months pregnant, period. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? I'm prepared to leave and go to Texas and so forth and so on. So um, my stomach would go down, then it would bloat again, and then it would go down, then it would bloat again, and then at random, I would have spotting. I am 41 years old. I have never, ever, ever spotted in between my cycles. It just ain't never happened. So I make an appointment with my doctor in January, and... Um, I'm not going to tell you what she said because that's for another video. We're just going to talk about the endometriosis right now. So I'm making an appointment with my doctor. She sends me to do all this stuff, but she tells me immediately, you have endometriosis. I know you have it. It's nothing. And my doctor is um, more of a plant. I mean, she's more of a whole, she does holistic and Western medicine. Um, she is a raw vegan. So if that says anything, you know what we're dealing with. So she tells me immediately, you have endometriosis. So immediately I'm like, well, what can I do? Like in my mind, I'm thinking, I just want to start eating better. And she tells me, she tells me, you know, changing your diet is definitely going to help you. But if anybody knows anything about having endometriosis, 
a lot of what can cause you to have some issues. It's a lot more to it. We're going we're gonna to unpack that on the next one next episode. So it's a lot to it that I'm leaving out just for the sake of this particular video. So um, she tells me, well, when you get bad, we're going to start you. We're going to start this, this, and this when you get back. So I'm le I leave in February. I get there. I'm like a hundred because my weight, when you have endometriosis, you notice your weight will fluctuate about five pounds, roughly about five pounds. So I go anywhere from 150, 156 at any at any given moment. Like I can be fine. And I could be fine. And then next thing you know, y'all, I don't know why this damn thing keeps, this is my daughter's laptop because my crash, but it's not a story. But, um, so I, your weight can fluctuate anywhere from roughly five pounds. So, um, I call my doctor while I'm there. I'm like, something is not right. You need to, you need to prescribe something because I can't steam while I'm out there. I didn't bring all the stuff that I needed. I need some type of relief. And if you know, all I'm going to say is endometrium fluid. You're going to purge it. You're going to blow. You're going to be constipated. You're just going to be in a not good place. <laughs> just not going to be in a good place. And the reason I want to make this video was because I have sat in front of so many women telling me that they have endometriosis and in my mind and majority of people mind when you hear endometriosis you just think a rough period you don't think about oh you don't think about the entire picture so most of the time women a lot of the times not most a lot of the times when they have endometriosis or pcos they cannot get pregnant so with endometriosis, you get what they call endobilly. So imagine, imagine, and I'm not bloated right now, which is a plus, but I was bloated for weeks straight, weeks. My family can attest, for weeks straight, I was bloated. So imagine how torture, torturous it can be to be bloated and to look like you are with child and to not be but want to be that's not my situation i don't want to be pregnant i don't want any more kids i have three beautiful children my tubes are tied so i was bloating and did not even want of course to be pregnant and then i'm thinking i'm gonna go out and somebody's going to say, oh, my God, you're expecting. When do you do? And I have to be the one to say no. Because you don't want to get into the hole. Oh, no, I have endometriosis. And they be like, what the fuck is endometri? Who? So you just got to be like, no, I'm just fat. And people have learned at this point to not ask a woman if she's pregnant. I've done that in my younger years, stuck my foot completely in my mouth. And I vowed to never ask a woman, no matter how pregnant she looks. I would never ask again. And especially after going through what I've been through, I damn sure will never ask again because I was so self-conscious. Now, I got a little 
cushion for the pushing, y'all. I got a little belly down there because I love to eat. But this is something totally different. Because you can go from your little fupa to full-blown second trimester pregnancy looking. If not third at some time. So you could go that deep into your endo belly. And it is terrible. So all my clients who would come in here and tell me they had endometriosis, I had no clue what all that entailed. I had no clue about endo belly. I had no clue about uh, the constipation that you deal with. I had no clue about um, the endometrial fluid. I had no clue that it's depressing, that it makes you, you go into a state of depression because you are miserable all day, most days. You go and put on, you pick out your outfit. You go, because you know, when you're working, you want to pull your outfit out the night before. You put it on, you get up in the next morning, and overnight you done bloat it. And here you go, can't even pull your clothes together. Those are the things that people don't know about endometriosis. Those are the secret battles that these sisters, my fellow sisters deal with when you have endometriosis. Just not knowing if you're going to be okay. Not being able to go outside without having a pad on you because you don't know what the fuck going to happen. You don't this is the stuff that you deal with. And I had and, and when they would tell me they had endometriosis, I'm like, yeah, you know, your doctors just wanna do this and that and the third to you. And now I see why so many women, so many women are like, oh, I had to do this because of my endometriosis, so I had to do that because of my fibroids. And you just thinking like, oh my God, you know, all you had to do was find a natural approach. But when you're going through this shit, you ain't just people need to the holistic world, I want us to be more compassionate and more understanding as healers because we tend to feel like, we tend to think that there's always a different way. But the truth of the matter is when you in it, and a lot of women have been in it and fought and are fighting the good fight, but when you are in it, you want some instant relief. You don't want to be in pain. You don't want to be bloated. You try everything. And when I mean everything, you try everything. The biggest part for me was the bloating. Just feeling full 24-7. Being hungry, but feeling full because your belly is just sitting out so far. And people, you just get self-conscious. You really do. You feel like, you know, people are looking at me. You feel, you just don't feel, you don't feel clean sometimes. <laughs> like, these are the things that you deal with when you have endometriosis. So, to any of my clients who have endometriosis, I just want to say, 
I apologize if I, I always try to be compassionate with my clients. I always try to be um, loving and caring and understanding and happy and all these other good things. But when you don't know, you don't know. When you ain't experienced it, it's like you if you ain't never experienced something, you really cannot speak on it 100%. You can do the research just like a male doctor. This is what I need to think about. A male doctor. He could deliver babies. He could be the OBGYN. He could be the best delivery doctor there is. Like, OB, he's the best. He's the best at what he does. But until his ass has laid on a table and delivered a baby, you have... Until you have experienced it, you just can't relate. And that's just how I feel about it. So to many of my clients, I never deter you from doing what's best for you. I ne that's not how I operate. I, and, and no one can say that's how she operates. I don't operate like that. But if I... Okay, Google. Skip. Oh. Okay, Google. Skip. She said, bitch, I'm nasty. Uh, no. Okay, that's better. <laughs> but until you have experienced, until 